Chapter Thirty Five of Bill Nye's Funniest Thoughts by Bill Nye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Five I Spy. Dear reader, do you remember the boy of your school who did the heavy falling through the ice and was always about to break his neck but managed to live through it all? Do you call to mind the youth who never allowed anybody else to fall out of a tree and break his collarbone when he could attend to it himself? Every school has to secure the services of such a boy before it can succeed, and so our school had one. When I entered the school I saw at a glance that the board had neglected to provide itself with a boy whose duty it was to nearly kill himself every few days in order to keep up the interest, so I applied for the position. I secured it without any trouble whatever. The board understood at once from my bearing that I would succeed, and I did not betray the trust they had reposed in me. Before the first term was over, I had tried to climb two trees at once and been carried home on a stretcher, been pulled out of the river with my lungs full of water, and artificial respiration resorted to, been jerked around over the north half of the country by a fractious horse whose halter I had tied to my leg, and which leg is now three inches longer than the other, together with various other little early eccentricities which I cannot at this moment call to mind. My parents at last got so that along about two o'clock p.m. they would look anxiously out of the window and say, isn't it about time for the boys to get here with Williams's remains? They generally get here before two o'clock. One day five or six of us were playing I spy around our barn. Everybody knows how to play I spy. One shuts his eyes and counts one hundred, for instance, while the others hide. Then he must find the rest and say, I spy so-and-so, and touch the goal before they do. If anybody beats him to the goal, the victim has to blind over again. Well, I knew the ground pretty well, and could drop twenty feet out of the barn window and strike on a pile of straw so as to land near the goal, touch it, and let the crowd in free without getting found out. I did this several times, and got the blinder, James Bang, pretty mad. After a boy has counted five hundred or six hundred and worked hard to gather in the crowd, only to get jeered and laughed at by the boys, he loses his temper. It was so with James Cicero Bang. I knew that he almost hated me, and yet I went on. Finally, in the fifth ballot, I saw a good chance to slide down and let the crowd in again, as I had done on former occasions. I slipped out of the window and down the side of the barn about two feet, when I was detained unavoidably. There was a batten on the barn that was loose at the upper end. I think I was wearing my father's vest on that day, as he was away from home, and I frequently wore his clothes when he was absent. Anyhow, the vest was too large, and when I slid down, that loose board ran up between the vest and my person in such a way as to suspend me about eighteen feet from the ground, in a prominent but very uncomfortable position. I remember it quite distinctly. James C. Bang came around where he could see me. He said, I spy Billy Nye, and touched the goal before him. No one came to remove the barn. 
No one came to sympathize with me in my great sorrow and isolation. Every little while James Seabang would come around the corner and say, Oh, I see. You needn't think you're out of sight up there. I can see you real plain. You better come down and blind. I can see you up there. I tried to unbutton my vest and get down there and lick James, but it was of no use. It was a very trying time. I can remember how I tried to kick myself loose, but failed. Sometimes I would kick the barn, and sometimes I would kick a large hole in the horizon. Finally I was rescued by a neighbor, who said he didn't want to see a good barn kicked into chaos just to save a long-legged boy that wasn't worth over six bits. It affords me great pleasure to add that while I am looked up to and madly loved by everyone that does not know me, James C. Bang is brevet president of a fractured bank, taking a lonely bridal tour by himself in Europe and waiting for the depositors to die of old age. The mills of the gods grind slowly, but they most generally get there with both feet. Adapted from the French by permission. End of chapter 35